you know what is one of my fears is if I become really famous and successful when I'm there, the people who come into my circle, they're actually people who are um, superficial, like people who don't actually get me. So that's why I keep like the people who are with me now who support me super close, super duper close, because I know if they were with me before I'm super rich, uh, they should still stay with me. Right. Yes. So my biggest fear is like having people slowly enter into my circle or my sphere of influence who actually don't want what's best for me, but simply want to go along with the wave on the way up. And it's because of like my, my great grandfather before the communist revolution in China, he was like super rich. He owned 26 chain pharmacies in China, yeah. in Malaysia, in Singapore. Yeah. And then after the communists took everything away from him in China um, and he tried to escape, Everyone that he thought was his friend when he was rich, nobody wanted to help him. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. Here. Fearless Freedom Tribe. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Dr. G. We're back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today, we have none other than Annie Yang, and she is going to tell us all about herself and all of the incredible things that she is up to. Take it away, Annie. Thanks for having me on your show, Charmaine. I'm really excited to be here today. So a little bit about me. I am someone who didn't go straight to college because I come from a working class Chinese immigrant family and couldn't afford to go without taking on any student loan debt. So after high school, I worked a whole bunch of minimum wage jobs. And then eventually I did get a bachelor's degree in communications, but coming out, I, en I ended up working at Domino's Pizza. So everyone kept telling me this is going to be the golden ticket that's going to change my career and give me all the opportunities I'm looking for, but it didn't. And um, yeah, but I, I still appreciate those moments that I had and that experience. But after my husband and I, we moved to Boston, I decided, you know what? I don't care what people say. This is my new life here. Therefore, I'm going to start a new identity and I'm just going to make my mark because there's a lot of opportunity here in Boston. And I, I shouldn't be scared to apply. So I ended up applying to 50 accounting jobs per day with no accounting degree. And then by the end of the week, I already had an accounting job offer. And the next job I applied to, I landed another accounting job in only six days. Then in the third job search that I had one year after that, I landed the job in only five days. So what I've been up to these days is I wrote this new book. It's called The Five-Day Job Search. And basically, I spill the beans and I teach the same blueprint, the system that I followed so that other people can also land a job quickly, just like I did. Or if you know they're not looking for a job, rather they're a business owner or a freelancer, 
This book will also show you how you can personally brand yourself to become an industry expert so that you get all the opportunity and you stop getting underpaid and passed over. That's fantastic. So how do you, I mean, how did you do that? I mean, was it more like process of elimination? I mean, 50 a day is a lot. I didn't it's even know there were lot. that many jobs out there that you could apply to that many per day. Well, I, I didn't, I personally, I didn't think it was a lot until afterward people were telling me that was a lot. So, okay. so something isn't a lot until people tell you it's a lot. And also Fair. I don't think something also isn't hard unless people tell you it's hard. It's That's like, true. for example, I'm learning piano and I was learning for Elise and my teacher was like, this is easy. This is really, really easy. And I believed her. And then I was like, why am I struggling? Then I realized it's hard. <laughs> oh, <this is> not <laughs> easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really basically your mindset and your expectations. So I didn't think 50 was a lot until other people pointed it out. Um, yeah. What I did was you can upload a, um, one resume, a really targeted resume on Indeed and ZipRecruiter and, and also on LinkedIn as well. And there's that easy apply button where you can apply to a job in just one minute. I see, so I see. If, if you use the easy apply button, then you can apply to 50 a day, meaning it's only one hour. It's like a one hour per day job search. It's not really a big deal. I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. You know, like my mind always goes to like the old school way of doing things, which is, you know, you like call up and, or you have to like physically each one of those things that, you know, do something in regard to it. So that's why, you know, but I guess in this day and age when you can actually do like something like that where you can do it in an hour and get in 50 whereas it probably would take you the greater part of a day to get in 50 otherwise that's kind of why i was like wow how did you do that but that makes a lot of sense so efficiency <laughs> of um of execution which is great okay so are you working as an accountant now or no that's right I am still working as an accountant. I still have my full-time job, quote unquote, full-time, but uh, I actually work 10 to 15 hours a week at my full-time job for the same pay that I was hired for because I learned to automate away a lot of my job. And then in the meantime, while I have this freed up time, I've been spending my days like getting on podcast interviews. I'm getting on 500 shows over the next 12 months and I'll be giving talks at colleges to teach college students on how they can brand themselves so that when they first graduate and come out of school, they should be able to land an entry level job in their field of study. Because what's really sad, right, is they're told that if you get this degree, you'll come out, you'll, you'll have a job. What, what, what students don't understand is that it doesn't work like that. 43% of recent college grads are either underemployed, meaning they're working in a job that doesn't even require a degree, so they might as well not have gotten a degree, or they're unemployed. So it's a real struggle for them and they're expected to pay back their student loans as well. Yes, no, it's, it's, this is uh, definitely a huge issue. No, that's great. That's great that you're able to, um, it's great that you're able to, I'm not sure why somebody's calling me in the middle of my podcast. <laughs> um, sorry <laughs> about that. Um, so anyway, they, uh, that, no, that's a huge issue. Like I was talking to someone the other day because they were asking me, well, you know, how can I like, what is the most inexpensive way to become a, a doctor? And I was like, well, you know, you can, you can hack college. That's, that's the first place, right? I mean, you can hack college in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. You can go to community college and you can pay for that outright and still be able to transfer those credits to a four-year school. 
and do all the same prerequisites that you need in order to go to medical school or whatever other, other, whatever other school you plan to go to afterwards. And when I tell people that they look at me like, really? I'm like, even when, when we were back in the States, um, you know, the, our local high school or well, our local colleges, um, both of them offered the ability for you to earn an associate's degree while you're in high school. So that's another way to hack it. Like you for free, you're getting your associates. And then when you're done, you graduate with a high school diploma and an associate's degree. You can use that. Like you can go right out and do something yeah. with that. Or you can go on to just do two years at the four-year school. So I think people just don't realize that they don't have to have all of this debt involved in their education if they don't actually, you know, choose to. Like there are ways around that. There are ways to hack that. And then, you know, there are ways to hack even medical school. Like you can literally like uh, get into a program that is um, that takes you right out of high school. So you can do that and get what? entry. Yes, you can get into that's can, new to me. There are about a handful of programs in the states that you can do a combination degree. You'll get a bachelor's degree and you'll get an MD degree at the end of it. Some of them are eight years. Some of them are six years. So, I mean, there there's that and there's dentistry programs that are like that, too. So if people really want to figure it out and not have to have a huge burden, they can. It's just a matter of like the initiative. And it sounds like you had that. <laughs> well, like, I like your mindset as well. I, I'm learning from you. A person that has a can-do attitude. Like you're like, look, I know it can be done. I'm not quite sure how, but I'm going to make sure I give it my best shot. So no, kudos to you. Did you have any, any fear involved with, let's start with the, the move. So you moved from one location to Boston. Uh, I mean, was there any fear involved in that, going to a brand new place? Oh, yeah. But the fear wasn't about going to a brand new place. The fear was like, can we afford this? Because I had moved from New York City to Lubbock, Texas, which is like really, really far from Dallas. It's almost the middle of nowhere, even though for its area, it's like a city. <laughs> but the population size is more like, for me, compared to New York City is like a small town kind of life. And all I could get there was like Domino's pizza and a whole bunch of other minimum wage jobs. And I had to save like about $6,500 while working minimum wage to That's for tough. this move. Yeah. yeah, it is tough because we have to plan for the cross country move along with paying first, last and security just to secure an apartment. Yeah. And then we have to furnish the apartment as well, right? Yes. So my biggest fear wasn't like, oh, we're moving to a new place. Uh, how is this new place going to be? It was more like, can we even afford to do this without going into debt? Well, thank goodness, I did manage to save up the 6500 And like the expenses that I planned out for were quite accurate. Okay, like good. I planned out even like how much gas would it be? Hotels along the way, this is going to take me 10 days to drive from here to there. Uh, hotels are going to cost this much. So everything like financially, uh, it fit the budget that I created. And then like by the time we moved in and we furnished the place, I had zero dollars left. Well, my husband oh my and I, gosh. we had zero dollars left. <laughs> and then we had to build up from there uh, right. with with the job that I had. And he gets a stipend from his PhD program. But I mean, so that's what my life kept feeling like 
because it almost felt like, yes, it's a step forward. We're moving to a bigger city where we have opportunity to earn more money. But it also feels like every time it takes two steps forward, it, at the same time, we get one step back because, you know, our savings went down as well. Yes, to zero. of course. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, that's a constant struggle. It, it wasn't until much recently that we don't have this two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. So is he still working on his PhD or is he done? Oh, yeah. He's still working on it. It's been five years. And oh, he yeah. Might have I have, I'm married one to, to a two PhD. Left to go. I'm full of, I'm oh, well yeah. You know what it's like. Long... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes some time. So that's good. Kudos to him. That's great. What's his area? His area of study is in anthropology. Oh, very nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I love that you're like... Oops, I'm losing, I'm losing my um my microphone here. I love that you're like, listen, we're gonna like plan this down to the last penny and we're gonna like make this happen. It's great. Yeah. So tell me, um, what are your so what do you so you wrote the book and what are your what's what's your next move? Well, what I'm doing these days is what I did was I wrote a 50 page marketing plan for the book. I see. So I basically all I'm doing is I'm I'm executing and implementing everything that I wrote down in my marketing plan. And I have like 50 different marketing and sales funnels to funnel people into to the book. One of them being podcasts, another being YouTube. So I'm doing like one to two YouTube shows a day on my own channel. I, I have a big following on YouTube. And then we're going to flesh out next the um what the colleges. So right after this, I will be going after the colleges. I'll be reaching out to literally every single club at every single university in a 50 mile radius of Boston, <laughs> just okay. to see who's going to let me be able to talk because I feel like all I need is one and then I can pivot from there. If I say, Hey, I, I spoke at Harvard. Right. Can I speak at MIT? I mean, if Harvard liked me, maybe MIT would like me. And then That's if right. Harvard and MIT liked me, I can speak at BU. So I'm going to pivot from there because I really think the students need this. And lately, you know, I've already been engaging with colleges. They're interested in what I'm saying. And then I found out that students, um, I've been telling students that they need a headshot, but they can't afford to pay like 300 to $500 okay. for a professional yeah. headshot, right? So lately, this is really interesting. It's a new thing. Maybe you're intrigued as well. Um, I'm trying out different AI headshot generators. So what you can do is like you can take a photo of yourself or a selfie and you can upload it online. And then these AI generators can can create like a really professional looking headshot to put on your LinkedIn. It, it's quite fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it is. I've, I've seen a couple a couple of my colleagues have like played around with that a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a good it's good. I mean, it, it's definitely good for particularly that situation where you know, getting one done, unless you have a friend who is like, I mean, you could, you could get a blank screen in the back and have a friend who is in photography to take your headshot. And that might be a good side hustle for like student prices for that particular individual. So that could be a business within that could be generated as a consequence of this, right? So instead of them having yeah. to go out and get it done at a high dollar when they can't as students, maybe there's a student that can have that as a side business. I don't know. 
There are. I, I actually, on Fridays, I go to New England Conservatory because one of the things I do is I'm learning classical piano as a hobby. And on Fridays, they have free classes. So I go to those free classes and I'm like looking at the bulletin boards of New England Conservatory. Yes. And I see like flyers of like student photographers advertising their <laughs> headshot photography services for like a student discount. See, so that's they, they great. Do exist, but you have to like go to your college and and look and see yes. what resources are available, right? You have to take advantage of everything that's available to you. Yes, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And then, so um, you mentioned something. So you're you're U.S. born. Yeah, your I parents born are in the immigrants. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I was gonna say it's a different it's a different experience when you are personally the immigrant versus your parents are, but the struggle is the same <laughs> because you feel you feel the weight of your parents' sacrifice coming to the country. You feel that you have to be a success. Has that, has that, has that been what the experience has been for you or, or no? No, actually, no. My, my parents have never pressured me. They've never said like, you must be successful because our retirement depends on you. Okay. You know, we're relying on you to make the money so that we can retire. They've never said that to me. My mom always said, we're going to work. We're going to save our own money. Okay. And I'm just going to retire in a nursing home and take care of myself financially. So that's good. <laughs> nursing home. <laughs> yeah, like she, that's her dream. That's her dream. She she doesn't want to be at home. She wants to stay at a nursing home because it's a like, nice one then if that's the hopefully. case. <laughs> um, well, you're a doctor. You know what it's like. But my mom is saying like, it's great because there's a community she likes the fact that there's some um, sort of I think building. She community. might mean a senior living community Maybe. versus a nursing yeah. home. I don't know. She always said nursing home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe there's a, a difference in translation from Chinese oh, to maybe, English. Maybe there is. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like, but me trying to be successful, I've always been ambitious. I didn't need my parents to to push me. My desire to do well for my life just comes from me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, I like talking to people who are either immigrants or have parents who are immigrants because, you know, there's there's definitely like a dynamic that's that's different there. So um, that's awesome that you always were a go getter from the beginning. Like you didn't need, you know, any urging from your family. So that's awesome. Yeah. And so so tell us now. So you're going to be going on. You're going to be executing your marketing 
um, campaign. And then um, do you have any fear associated with this, this new, this new direction? I have some fear because I'm like, is this going to work? I, I have, get this, I have put in $20,000 of my own money into this launch of the book. Like okay. I've spent 4500 4, on professional looking headshots. I've spent 5000 on just applying to book awards. Another 5000 on like editorial book reviews from like objective reviewers. Yes. Um, and so like, and then, and then another 5000 on just like miscellaneous, right? right? So we're looking at like, I've invested 20000 on this thing. And I'm like, is this investment going to recoup because one book costs $18? Like, like I charge $18 for the book. Right. I have to sell a thousands of books of just, to, <laughs> just to recoup all the time, all the money I spend into this. Yes. So at the back of, in the back of my head, I'm like, will this work if I do it? But, um, the, yeah, the, the fear of like having lost my money on this <laughs> is a little scary, but at the same time, I try to keep telling myself, okay. At the very least, if I don't sell that many books, my career is set because on my resume, I can say that I'm a best-selling author. I'm yes. an award-winning author. Yes. So in my next job search, maybe it's not even going to take five days. Maybe it will take only one day, right? So like, maybe basically, I think for you versus the opposite. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so I think like, even though I've put the, I put like the equivalent of a car into this or like yes. someone's college degree into just this, right? Yeah. Um, I think my career is set like financially, even if we were in a recession, I would, I would never be out of work. I will always have work. I will always make money. You know, I'll never be unemployed. Um, but really my goal here is like, can I sell a hundred million copies of this book? Can it be, um, as well known in this world as Harry Potter? Because Why not? I think it can change the world, right? I want it to change the world. And so even right now, my i have a tinge of fear like i'm i'm about to mail a package to ben shapiro okay because ben shapiro he recently made a video about student loans and then i'm like that is related to what i'm doing right, right. so i want to reach out to him because he has a big platform a big following yes. and i know for a fact a lot of the people who follow him are all about like they hate student loans right and they think that the government needs to stop doling them out you know um so i know it will fit well but then i'm like okay if i mail this package what's he gonna think of me you know is he just gonna ignore me so i do have a little bit of fear in like that initial reach but out but you do it you know? still though yeah you don't let that hold you back which is the huge i will still part. do it yeah i will still do it yes yes no that's awesome that's awesome yeah, I have. No, let's just put it this way. I have no doubt that you will, that you will hit every single benchmark that you have set out. So, yeah, I uh, I have no doubt. And I've only been talking to you for a few minutes. So there you go. <laughs> That's the impression. Well, that thank you, you. Thank you. Because I have my haters. I have my doubters. Yesterday, you know I what? got on if a you, show. You, you haven't she reached was, anywhere unless yeah. you have haters and doubters. You're oh, not really? doing something right if you don't have haters and daughters. These are facts. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce says it. Um, Serena Williams says it. They all say it. They're like, you know, you are doing something when you start having haters. Because just think about it. The natural course of the human process is to go to the path of least resistance. So if mm -hmm. you're pushing, that means that you're showing up the person that's not pushing. People don't like that, right? 
So they're, they're going, their natural response is to go negative. They're not going to encourage you. They're not going to be like, wow, that's amazing that you're putting in extra effort that you're like putting yourself out there. They're not going to do that. That's not the natural way. The natural way is to try to bring you down by saying negative things. I'm, I'm surprised. You know why? Because the person who did that to me yesterday and, and told me I'm totally unqualified to do what I'm doing. She's like, she's someone who, who built a company up to $30 million in revenue. And then she sold her company to Bill Gates. So I'm like, okay, well, she's successful. Right. You know, she, she understands what it takes to be successful. So I'm like, well, there's no reason for her to push me down. Right. Because she's done her own thing. She should be comfortable in her own skin. Uh, there's no reason for her to speak to me in such a condescending and disrespectful manner for me going after my dreams. Right. I, so I that's hear interesting. You. That is that's interesting. interesting. But the other side of that. So that's one one way. But the other side is there is no space for more than one of me at the top. What? They think like this? Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think like me. this. And, I don't think like you that. Know, people who are people who have an abundance mindset, people who are um, forward thinking, who are like, you know, who will be successful. I mean, no matter what. They don't think like that, but you do have people who have been successful, who think that there is no room here for anybody else. I made it and that's it. There's definitely that train of thought. So. I wouldn't, I'm not surprised that you got it from the person who's in that category. Um, I'm also not surprised if you get it from somebody who you grew up with either. Well, I'm already used to that one. I already got the right. one I grew up yeah. with because what they do in their head is they're looking at me. We come from the same background. We come from the same place. And they're just like, how come she's successful and not me? Right. Why was she given everything? And why did my life not turn out like but that? But you weren't given it. You had to like earn it. Well, they think, I mean, they look from right. the outside and they think I was given that. So then they're like, we started off from the same place. Why are we in like in, in a different part of the race at this point? Right. Oh, yeah. So that I understand. I understand that kind of comparison. But for it to come from someone who's successful, it was kind of a shock for me. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of taken aback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 not good, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, thankfully, that's not something that is um, common. Usually people who are highly successful, they're not going to, I mean, if they see that you have, you know, you're, you're putting in the work and that you're actually like, you have the mindset and you have all the things, usually they're more willing to assist you because they have a very, um, very small sphere of people around them usually and they want to be surrounded by people who are going to help them to be better or who are going to be an, a, a good trajectory so in general people who are highly successful want to be around other people who are trying to be highly successful or who are or who are already highly successful so i would say that it does exist but i would say that that was probably an anomaly so hopefully you don't encounter that again okay <laughs> okay, thankfully. Well, I mean, I can't expect that. I will expect that to happen more again in the future. Because right, right, I will right, go big. Right, absolutely. Because right? you're going to be yeah. highly successful. You already are. So that's this is just part of it. It allows for you to develop a little bit of a tough skin, right? So that you, yeah. no matter what, you're still going to move forward. You know, I like your thinking because, like, 
I I'm working on it. Like, I feel like I'm on a journey and I'm just following this journey and implementing. And you're telling me you're already successful. And see, I don't have this like um, people are still looking like, where's the tangibles? Where's the physical manifestation of the fact that you're successful? Right. And then but you're here looking at me and you see that potential and you already see the fact I'm going to hit that potential. So you're already saying you're you are already successful. But the other people, they're looking at me, they're like, Where's your results? I'm like, I'm on my way there, you know, just you watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's it's um, you will find that anytime that you are a innovator, anytime that you you have a vision, the majority of people don't have that same vision in your mind. You've already accomplished it right in your mind. You can yeah. close your eyes and you can visualize that successful moment when you know you hit the hundred thousand or I'm sorry you hit the hundred million um readers of your book you know like you can see that and this if you talk to anybody who is an elite athlete or who is very successful in business they will say the same thing you know they always have a vision that's well beyond what the masses are thinking and that is the reason why they are successful because the masses don't think like that they like you you said they want to see the physical, but those things, those tangibles, those things, they're kind of like a secondary thing, right? You have to have the concept. You have to implement the action plan towards the, towards the end result. The tangibles will come and they will come in abundance. But if you don't see that thing being realized, then you don't, you won't do the things that are necessary in order to accomplish it the the pathway is a success you will inevitably hit the mark it's that getting there taking the, the steps towards that that are critical but the masses don't understand that i love this where do you get your wisdom from oh my god personal gosh. development i do personal development on a regular basis i listen wow. to a lot of podcasts i listen to i read books i'm constantly working on my personal development and you'll find that is going to be the case for the more you, the more successful you become, which you will be right. You'll continue mm -hmm. to be more successful. The more successful you become is the more you will realize that personal development and the people you surround yourself with, they're going to have this same mentality. Hmm. But can you tell me because you're so experienced and you've done so much personal development and I love it as well. Why is it so lonely though? Like, it's so hard to find um, those friends. Like, you and I were speaking. We're on the same vibe right now. We're on yeah. the same wavelength. Like, I don't have to explain myself for 30 minutes. I say for one minute, you get it already. Yeah. Why yeah. is it so hard to find people on that wavelength? Like, it's kind of lonely because the people I meet around me physically, like, you're somewhere else in the world, remote. Yeah. Like, I have to meet you across this, across technology. Yeah. Why is it so hard to meet it is hard like because there's very few yeah. people who want to take on the journey, right? It's not an easy journey. Anytime something it requires effort, anytime something requires like multiple failures, people just don't want to participate in it. That's why. But you will meet more people like this. The more you, the more you continue on your path, you will meet more and more people that think like this. Oh, but you know what? Right? I think because this is about fear, right? Yes. The fearless freedom. You know what is one of my fears is if I become really famous and successful when I'm there, 
the people who come into my circle, they're actually people who are um, superficial, like people who don't actually get me. So that's why I keep like the people who are with me now, who support me super close, super duper close, because I know if they were with me before I'm super rich, uh, they should still stay with me, right? Yes. So my biggest fear is like having people slowly enter into my circle or my sphere of influence who actually don't want what's best for me, but simply want to go along with the wave on the way up. And it's because of like my my great grandfather before the communist revolution in China, he was like super rich. He owned 26 chain pharmacies in China, yeah. in Malaysia, in Singapore. Yeah. And then after the communists took everything away from him in China um, and he tried to escape, everyone that he thought was his friend when he was rich, nobody wanted to help him. Mm they left him for dirt you know uh yeah. he, he said listen if you can get me across the border to hong kong i'll pay you this money i just can't get access to my money right now because i'm in china but if i could get access to the money in hong kong right where i have a bank account there i will give you this money and nobody wanted to help him so like my biggest fear is like not knowing who who is really wanting the best for me just like what happened to my great grandfather you know well i think that what you're the the way in which you're approaching that fear i think is is smart keeping the people close to you now cuz i mean you know their character you know and you you're right i mean the people who are with you when you're down are the true people that are your people right i mean it is very difficult to tell once you have had success who is genuine and who is not so it's not a bad idea just to keep your 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 circle the same. It's not a bad idea. Hmm. That way you know for sure what you're getting. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And so you have to tell the Fearless Freedom Tribe the name of the book and how they can get it. The name of the book is called The Five-Day Job Search, Proven Strategies to Answering Tough Interview Questions and Getting Multiple Job Offers. For a limited time only, you can go on www.annieyangfinancial.com to add the book to your shopping cart. And if you add the book to your shopping cart and use the coupon code FEARLESS, F-E-A-R-L-E-S-S, -S, you can get a 10% off discount on the signed paperback copy. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then we are at that show where we do a tradition to fill in the blanks. Are you ready, Annie, for that? I'm ready. Okay, All right. awesome. All Go right, so the I first mean. one. <laughs> so the first one is, if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will do everything that I will say I will do without hesitation. Awesome. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means... To me, fearless freedom means, oh, wow, really it's a freedom of the mind because there's nothing more like a prison than the mental shackles of our own thinking. So really it's the freedom of our own beliefs and limitations of them, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And last is my battle cry is? Go big or go home. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you, Annie, for sharing your spark and your shine with us. We really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to be looking out for the book and looking out to see your star, like just go right out into the stratosphere because that's exactly where it's headed. So yeah, no, thank you so much for being on the show.
I didn't expect the show to be like this today. I feel like I'm the one asking you questions and getting advice from you. That's <laughs> okay. Like That's okay. It was it's more like me picking your brain on, on getting your wisdom and insight. I love it. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. We're glad to have had you on the show. And thank you for all that you're doing. Because, you know, the, the information that you have to share needs to get out there. So, uh oh, yeah. I'm getting that signal that my, my thing is unstable. But yeah, no, um, in, in the information needs to get out there. And, you know, you're the perfect person to deliver it. So that's that's awesome.